درود به مردم شریف ایران من شهیار افشار هستم میزبان شما در برنامه پالیتکس 365 امروز یک صاحب نظر خیلی مورد به مردمان دعوت کردیم مخصوصا با توجه به حوادثی که در اسرائیل در اتفاق میفته ایشون هستن ریورن دکتر می الیس کنن از یه مؤسسه غیر انتفاعی Churches for Peace in the Middle East واقعا خیال کردیم کاره ایشون مورد به گفتگوی ما و واقعا حوادثی که ما متاسفانه شاهدش هستیم مجدن میگم و هر آکازیونم که باشه میگم واقعا لازم نیست که کلمی باشین در کشور اسرائیل زندگی کنین یا نه ما هم انسانیم و حوادثی که اتفاق افتاده به دست تروریستای هماس به هممون اثر داره و هممون رو کمتر میکنن نظر انسان انسانیتمون واقعا در خطره وقتی که این حوادث رو میبینیم و توی دنیای زندگی میکنیم که واقعا همچین حوادثی ممکن اتفاق بیفته خلاصه هممون غمگینیم ناراحتیم واقعا زرج میبریم که این حوادث رو داریم نگاه میکنیم در اخبار دنیا قلبمون ذکرمون واقعا تمام وجودمون مردم اسرائیل و مردم بیگناه فلسطین که در این در این حوادث گیر کردن و نمیتونن فرار کنن خلاصه همه مردم بیگناه توی قلبمان و واقعا تا اونجایی که میتونیم توی این جلسه ها تو پالیتکس 365 گرچه هدفمون همیشه گفتگو با صاحب نظرهی که در ایران و موضوع ایرانی فعالیت میکنن واقعا حوادثی که در خاورمیان افتاده نمیشه ندید گرفت و باید باش دوارش صحبت کنیم و صاحب نظره به نظر شما برسونیم و واقعا سعی کنیم تا اونجایی که ممکنه بتونیم بفهمیم چی داره اتفاق میفته ما شاهده چی هستیم این و اونا این ارگنزیانسیان مثل ارگنزیانسیان های خانوم کنن که کارشون صلح و تقویت پیس پراسسه واقعا هدف ایشون چیه و ارگنزیانسیان ایشون چجوری میتونه کمک کنه بقیه برنامه به انگلیسی و رجا بشه متاسفانه اما قاعدت هست سعی میکنیم تا اونجا که میتونیم نظر ایشون رو به, به, به شما برسونیم ریبرن دکتر می الیس Cannon, welcome to Politics 365. Thank you for letting me set this up in Farsi for a little bit to the best of my limited, limited abilities. Um, I really wanted to hear from you, uh, given what's happening in Israel and Gaza, unprecedented violence, unbelievable uh, carnage, uh, just horrific scenes, none of which I, I think any of us expected, or really, as we say in Farsi sometimes, we never wanted to live to see, uh, to see such... such terrible, terrible effects. Your organization has been active, obviously, uh, in uh, making religion and, and peace and bringing churches together for Middle East peace, which is, I think, a fantastic uh, mission to have. I really support what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, we wanted to invite you to the program to help, I'm not saying make sense of what's happening, but you know, uh, learn more about what you, about what you do, about your organization, and then talk about what's happening and how we can find our way out of it if we can mm-hmm. at all so welcome mm-hmm. welcome thank you thank you for having me and thank you for talking about this critical issue at this critical time um first and foremost uh i concur what horrific horrific news coming out of israel and you know even as every day goes by we're hearing about 
um, more details of the atrocities that occurred. And I think first and foremost, it's really important to condemn uh, acts of evil and that the acts that Hamas committed are evil acts. And um, so I want to be unequivocal uh, in terms of condemning the actions of Hamas and the fact that there are hostages right now and families that are looking for lost loved ones and um, that situation is horrific. You know, there are just reports about a kibbutz where hundreds of people were killed uh, at kibbutz uh, Aza uh, and the young people or young and old people who were at the music festival uh, who were killed uh, another massacre and so grief and lament is a very appropriate place and um we lament alongside of israelis who've lost their loved ones right tell us i, I know it's difficult i have a tough time i mean to be honest um as i've said before we witnessed horrific acts by dictators and and terrorist groups and terrorist regimes uh, when it was happening in Iran years ago, the world said, I am Iranian. Uh, and when terrorists attack uh, French, the French communities, we all said, we are French. Uh, and today I feel like we're all Jewish. You know, uh, you know, I feel like that solidarity is important uh, in what's happening. Of course, condemning is unequivocal and that's happening. Uh, but we're all uh, with the people of Israel. Uh, and of course, we support, you know, uh, all the innocence caught up in this. Uh, I don't really, it's not really a political conflict anymore. It's just an act of terror uh, inflicted on a, a, a neighboring country. But tell me, uh, you know, yeah. Dr. Well, Cannon, I, I mean, I do want to learn a little bit more about um, your organization, what you do prior to this, and how you see your organization uh, helping comfort people and bring people together, if that's all even possible, may not be at this point in time, other than grief and horror. I think there's no other human feeling you can have, but mm -hmm. what do you see in the future? But tell us about how what brought your organization to be and what you, mm -hmm. what you are doing. Um, and I will. Um, I do want to say, um, as as condemnation and lament is a starting point, and I believe in what you just articulated about solidarity, where I think our organization, uh, we're a Christian ecumenical organization, so we're diverse across uh, Christian theological, we're as different as you can be and still self-identify as churches or Christian. <laughs> Uh, we don't agree on almost anything, and yet we come together for peace in the Middle East. And as you talk about solidarity with the Jewish people in the midst of their suffering, um, and what I'm about to say may challenge or provoke people, and so I'm saying it with a humble heart, I also think we have to be in solidarity with the civilians in Gaza who did not vote for Hamas, who are suffering at the hands of the bombs that are coming into Gaza. There are 2.0 million people in Gaza who are Palestinian. More than 50% of them are under the age of 18. The vast majority of those are children. And one of the mechanisms of Israel's response uh, is to cut off uh, electricity, water, and gas. So. Gaza has been under siege, under military control for 16 years. But now we just heard this morning that the gas uh, that was in the electric plant is gone. And so very, very soon you will have no electricity. They already had no potable water uh, without you know, water treatment plants. So they now don't have 
any means of getting water to drink that is safe to drink. And so what was a humanitarian crisis and what was desperate people, the vast majority of whom are not militant, the vast majority of whom don't support terrorism, the vast majority of whom um, I think if they stepped outside of their own immediate circumstances would be deeply empathetic to Jewish suffering. And so I just would encourage us and part of our goal in peace is to say, yes, pray for the people of Israel and pray for Palestinians uh, who are suffering as well. And so that's how we got started. We got started uh, next year will be our 40th anniversary. Uh, we were started in 1985. Uh, I'm a pastor. I'm one of the, I'm ordained in one of the few evangelical denominations that ordains women. Um, and uh, we now have more than 30 member communions. So we are Catholic, Orthodox, Protestant, Evangelical, and Peace Churches. So um, the vast majority of American Christian denominations, not all of them, but many of them are a part of our membership. Thank you for explaining that. Uh, how have you, I mean, how have you found your work up to now? I mean, prior to the Hamas attack, um, what have you considered, what could you consider some of your success stories in bringing people together? And we'll get to the, the second part later. Sure. Um, I think some of our success stories is, you know, there are incredible people in Israel who um, believe that for Israel to have peace, they have to care about the concerns of their Palestinian neighbors. And they are wonderful advocates and uh, they are ardent supporters of their own state while caring about their neighbor and vice versa. That you have people on both sides of the conflict that are calling for peace, that are advocates for peace. Um, and I think that's courageous and bold. And so, you know, you said, uh, how do we move forward from here? And is there any hope? This morning, we had a prayer gathering. We had a prayer gathering on Monday, another one today. We're meeting every Wednesday now uh, until the war comes to an end. We're praying in between, but we're calling for collective prayer on Wednesday mornings. And this morning, we had Jewish Israelis join us who are um, not Christian. They're Jewish. And they prayed with us. Uh, and we prayed uh, for, you know, the families uh, Jewish families who've lost loved ones or who, you know, know their families have been taken hostage. And, and we prayed for Palestinians you know, who've lost loved ones. We prayed for an end to the violence and we prayed in Hebrew and we prayed, you know, in English. And you don't want me to pray in Arabic because my Arabic is, uh, well, my Farsi is worse, but uh, uh, my Arabic is not very good, but it just, it was beautiful. And, and, you know, this Jewish woman said, how wonderful that we can come together in hope, even when, you know, Hamas and Israel are at war. The Palestinian people, Palestinian mothers, uh, the vast majority um, are not at war. It, it's this militant group. Um, and I think differentiating between the Palestinian people and Hamas is really, really important. Well, thank you for that clarification. And I hear, uh, you know, uh, uh, Israeli representatives of government say that on CNN about their top priorities protecting uh, or making sure the innocent don't fall victim in their right to defend themselves. But unfortunately, Hamas uses, it sounds like I'm not an expert in this, but has years used, you know, residential or, or civilian uh, basis of operation. This is their, their, I don't know what their logic is. It defies any kind of sanity, but they use uh, the, the people that they purport to protect. They use the homes and the civilian areas where they say, we want to help, we want to stand up for these people. Who knows what they're doing? Uh, and yet, make them make that is a valid, as the Israeli government says, a valid target when you when you launch attacks. Uh, so you know, I, I I'm no judge of military tactics or who does what. Um, 
but I agree, you know, obviously, you know, I think religion through the years has unfortunately been used as a, as a prelude to war or people have, so many people have died in the name of religion, uh, mm -hmm. the denomination and Christians and Muslims fighting and, and uh, it, but to see these events explode, um, you know, however uh, the Palestinian people may, may have a political right to resist or, or confront uh, politically, um, no mother likes to see their sons and daughters go to war. Uh, no mother, Palestinian or Jewish, likes to uh, see their children at risk. And now everybody's at risk. Uh, whatever your political sense, everybody's at risk. And I'm glad you shared that, you know, uh, you've come together and you continue, I hope, bringing people together of all different religious backgrounds, um, you know, at some, some point praying and brings people comfort. Uh, right. Uh, like I said, I'm not a terribly religious person, but I totally respect, 100% respect all uh, religious faiths. And I've been to mosques and synagogues and uh, and cathedrals and uh, basilicas. And uh, I find peace in all of those places. Right. Strictly peace. Mm -hmm. Not what we're observing on TV now that I don't this is pure evil. Act 100%. That's not even a question. But. Uh, to me, the purity of religion uh, it brings people together, brings people peace. And I always tell people, you know, you know, someone is uh, carrying, you know, uh, a message of peace when they come with you at peace. Uh, if they come with your guns, they are not uh, representing any religious organization or religious ideology. They represent themselves. They have nothing to do with peace. Right. Uh, so I really wish your organization well and success. And uh, in the couple of minutes we have left, you know, what do you, apart from bringing multi-denominations for, for peace and prayer, what do you see your organization doing in the coming weeks, months, and these critical times where people are suffering uh, on both sides? Uh, what does the road ahead look like? Right. So we say, um, pray, give, and act. And so we're calling people to prayer, um, not only for comfort, but we believe that it is a way that we can change minds, hearts, attitudes, you know, and also calling for God's intervention, right? We do need a miracle. We need a miracle. We want uh, Israel's legitimate security needs to be met. And we want Palestinians to have freedom and autonomy. And we want all people to be able to live, you know, and have a prosperous future where their children don't go to war, but can, you know, those are things that we want and aspire to. And from where we are right now to get to there, that will take a miracle um, and a lot of work and a lot of goodwill and a lot of things that we're not seeing right now. Um, the good news is that in any major conflict in the war, be it Northern Ireland or South Africa or any major conflict, most of the time before peace came, it was the darkest hour. You know, before apartheid fell and, and before there was peace in Northern Ireland between Catholics and Protestants, it was often the time where the war was at the worst and where they thought peace was not possible. And so I hope that that encourages us that we don't know when a breakthrough will come, but we're going to keep working toward it.
you know, and when will there then be a courageous actor that will say, I'm not going to escalate this war, you know, even though revenge is justified or um, further war may be justified. I'm not a just war theorist. Uh, I believe that sometimes war is necessary, but heaven help us. If we can lay down our arms, may we, right? And so can we do everything possible? My great fear right now is the escalation of war. So we are working to try to de-escalate. Is there a way that the hostages can be returned home safely to their families? Um, there is a conversation now between Qatar and some other actors. Hamas has said that they would be open to the possibility of um, a prisoner exchange between women and children. Um, and uh, Israel has said at this point, no, we're not going to negotiate with terrorists. But if, my point is, is there any diplomatic possibility that will not result in more war? Or the big, big concern is that this will escalate to a regional war, a war with Hezbollah, a war with Syria, perhaps Iran. And if this becomes a regional war, heaven help us, what does that mean? And so we're praying, we're acting, we're trying to educate about the repercussions of these things. And then the action comes from, um, we're talking to our elected officials. We're, I mean, we're based in Washington, DC. Um, and so action can mean a lot of things. It can mean educating our elected officials. It also can mean supporting, supporting organizations that are doing work you believe in. Perhaps it's ours, perhaps it's a humanitarian organization that is supporting families that just lost loved ones. Perhaps it's, uh, you know, there's incredible, incredible international organizations that are doing work getting water into Gaza, at least when the, you know, we're advocating right now for humanitarian access so that at least water and medical needs, you know, can get to the people of Gaza. And that's the kind of work right now, I think, that saves lives and builds hope for a future uh, rather than war and death and destruction. Hope is a good thing. Uh, it, it's difficult to find right now. Um, as, as you say, um, I know the families that not only have lost loved ones, but the hostages, um, you know, uh, all they have to cling to is hope uh, that uh, saner minds uh, will prevail, that uh, although it's an entirely unjust attack, uh, that somehow diplomacy uh, will lead to uh, a, a ceasefire. Uh, so uh, the innocent can get out or get to shelter, uh, whatever it takes to protect the innocent. I think both sides of, you know, I think everyone on both sides of the issue has that general sentiment. Uh, but all we can hope for is hope right now um, until uh, the bullets and the rockets stop flying. So, uh, Dr. Cannon, so, thanks so much um, for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your work. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I've been to synagogues and churches and uh, mosques. Um, but I, even though I'm not a believer, uh, I, I really respect um, the, the peace-loving, uh, faithful people that bring comfort and peace to their communities. I think that's just what this humanity is all about. Even though right now, we're, as you say, we're in our darkest hour, this is not a, a human, humanity that I want to be a part of, where I live to see such horrors. Uh, I, I choose to hope for the best and that this will end soon. So I'm grateful for what you do and uh, I hope we can keep talking under much better circumstances. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me.